0: You're listening to discovering multifamily where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication and now your hosts former nfl fullback brian leonard and anthony scandariato all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the discovery multifamily podcast i'm your host anthony scandariato with red knight properties and today we have a special guest here with us Jerome myers I'm sure you've seen him if you follow real estate and multifamily on LinkedIn and other platforms you've seen Jerome's face before and platform. Uh, Jerome is actually a corporate America dropout who helps others exit the matrix. And we're going to find out what exactly is the matrix and wh- wh- what are we talking about here? And Jerome uh, actually built a $20 million division at a construction company. And uh, you know, through his experiences, he decided to become a full-time real estate entrepreneur. So we're going to learn a lot about Jerome's background, uh, how he got to where he is today. Uh, he does consulting and coaching as well. So we definitely want to hear his story. So Jerome, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Anthony, so good to be with you, my brother. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. So, so what's the matrix? What is that the movie? What, what are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the movie, it's corporate America, it's all the prisons that we build for ourselves through the lies that we tell ourselves the same that we can't have or we aren't good enough or, you know, whatever we do to limit ourselves. And so it's my goal to free people from that so that they can live out their life purpose. I think we're all put here for a special reason, whatever that reason is. Most of us probably don't find out until later in life, but I think the sooner that we can figure it out and start working on that thing, the better off the world is for it because it's something that only we can deliver.
0: That's true. So can you kind of uh, talk about your experiences in corporate America and why you chose to leave the matrix?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting how we end up where we are. So back when I was an entry-level engineer at a Fortune 500 company, I was probably Fortune 2 at that time, You know, it was 17,000 employees and there was one African-American executive. The guy's name was Craig. And, you know, I would see him periodically, maybe once a week, twice a week. And I would always tell him, hey, Craig, you're the light. You make me believe that it's possible for me to actually be an executive here. And he just kind of shrugged it off and was like, Jerome, that doesn't matter. Just do a great job in the job you're in. And the old pat on the back and keep on going. And. I said, no, I don't think you actually get it. And so one day I just wrote him a letter. I was like, look, man, here is the reality of the situation. And, you know, in the end, you know, we parted ways. He Eventually he retired and I went on to a couple of other companies. And when I was in my last role, you know, you mentioned it already, building a pretty big division for a Fortune 550. I realized a couple of things and It wasn't really until I left corporate America and thought about my corporate career that I realized that there's really a lack of diversity in all of the wealth building industries, right? And I think multifamily is one of those. And so I wasn't telling my story to anybody, right? I was taught, hey, fly under the radar. You don't want people to know what you have or what you're getting. And by doing that, you'll stay safe, you'll be okay. But there was no Craig right? And so I realized that if I didn't tell my story, then who was? And I decided to start trying to be the change that I wanted to see. And so, you know, when I look across podcast platforms, when I look across conferences, when I look across um, people who are actually educators, there's just a lack of diversity. Man, women, color, I mean, just you pick it, it's just one concentration. And I was like, well, how can we change this? And so part of it is me telling my story and then challenging anybody who's having success to share their story, because there's somebody who looks like them who's saying they can't do it because they don't see anybody who looks like them. And it, doesn't really matter what you look like, because if you've spent enough time in the industry, you will see that multifamily investors don't look a certain way. Like both of you and I have facial hair. They're guys who have no facial hair. Right. There are tall people. there's are short people, you know, all different skin colors. But if you don't actually spend the time in the space, you would think, hey, it is only this. And, you know, that's part of the mission that I'm on is to spread this idea this concept this opportunity for people to create wealth not only for themselves but for those around them and hopefully for generations to come and so you know when i I look back at the matrix i think about the one thing and that's financial freedom or financial independence and what i realized was you know it didn't matter how much money i made from a salary perspective Kaya and Leah, who are my two daughters, were never going to be able to inherit that business. Didn't matter how big I built it. And so, you know, the reward for building a $20 million business with 30% profits was laying folks off two years in a row. And the first time I did it, I was like, I'd hate this. Like, I don't ever want to do this again. Couldn't sleep, couldn't eat. And then I thought about it. I was like, man, I don't ever want to have to do it again I don't want anybody to tell me hey Jerome you got to do this right and then I thought well what if I didn't actually build 20 million for somebody else what if I just built like a two million dollar business for myself like could I be okay or maybe if it was only a two hundred thousand dollar business could I could I do that and you start stacking that up and you realize You don't have to build huge businesses in order to be financially independent. You can create income from being an active operator in a multifamily business and create some sweat equity and some other things to actually create wealth. That will actually potentially be in your family name, depending on what you choose to name your business. We named ours Myers Development Group. You you named yours, uh, Red Knight Properties, right? But you know, if you have descendants, there's opportunity for them to take over the reins on the thing that you built, and that's when I started to actually connect the dots. That you know, corporations are great if you want to follow a prescribed system, but buying a business and figuring out how to make it worth more. And being able to roll those over and over again is the way that you actually get wealthy.
0: Well, absolutely. So I love I love the story. Um, my question would be, why did you choose multifamily? Why was that attractive to you? Because it's was the construction company focused on apartments, and you kind of saw how that whole process and how teams were built through that, and you wanted to do it for yourself and your family. Um, how did that? How did the multifamily piece come?
1: Come together for you? Yeah, it's funny. My entire career up until the point I left was in the utility industry. And so we were doing power and taking overhead power lines, putting them underground. So, absolutely unrelated. I was sitting on the stoop sophomore year in college with my buddy Duran, and we started doing some math because that's what engineering students do in their free time. I was paying $395, two roommates paying $395. He had the same thing happening downstairs. Then we thought about the entire complex. We're like, man, this guy's making $700,000 a year. We've never seen him. We've never talked to him. Like this is amazing. And you know, do we need to make 700,000 or can we make 70,000? I mean, we're college students, right? So, I mean, like how much do we actually need in order to live? And oh, by the way, it's totally decoupled from our time. So when I was leaving corporate America and trying to figure out, Hey, what am I going to do next? I was like, man, maybe I should just take that dream off the shelf. And see if i can actually make it a reality and so that's what i went back to and so i, I went to podcast U, I i went to youtube uh, university and i started learning how to do multifamily because that's what everybody does right and then you know i went and got what i thought was a deal and i took it to the bank and knocked on the door 10 times at 10 different places and they all told me no told me I wasn't qualified. And I was like, wait, I got an MBA and I'm a licensed engineer and I got all the credentials that corporate America appreciates." They said, yeah, but you've never done this before. I was like, what do you mean? How do you get experience if you've never done it before? Well, you partner with somebody. I didn't know anybody who had experience in multifamily investing. And so that was the sticking point. So from the time I was a sophomore in college until the time I left corporate America, I had done nothing to expand my network in the way that I needed to expand it in order to be successful as the investor I wanted to be when I was, you know, in college. And that was troubling for me because I was always somebody who thought you could get by with what you knew instead of who you knew. And it hit me right smack dab in the face.
0: Definitely both. So, so talk us. Okay. So you knocked on 10 doors. So what what was next? What, What happened next? obviously they said no, but where, where are you at now? And how are you, you know, you mentioned the diversity element on how you're trying to, um, you know, bring that more to light in the multifamily industry, because I do agree with you. Um, so but where, where are we at now with the multifamily? And um, how has it really helped you to change your uh, mindset being out of corporate America? I don't, I don't know how long you've been out, I forget if you mentioned it. Um, but how is it different? And Um, do you regret it? And, you know, you're making, sounds like you're, you are making a difference in the multifamily industry. Um, I mean, at least I've noticed. So talk about what's been on the horizon and uh, what's, what's been going on now.
1: Anthony, I appreciate you say I'm making a difference. That means a ton to me, brother. Um, Yeah. So we left in 2016 and Jumped right into it. We were not able to get that first loan, right? And at least not initially. So we started fixing the flipping houses. And then eventually we were able to get a loan on that deal after finding a few partners. And we were able to take that down. And actually, we just took that one to market. And I think we're going to be under contract pretty soon on that one. So really excited about that deal in general, learned a lot. I mean, and to put things in perspective, you know, it was 1.27 by 23 units. And we did everything, man. Roofs, sidings, uh, put bathrooms on the first floor, laundry rooms, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, central HVAC, electrical, new plumbing, like you name it, we touched it, parking lots, landscaping. And, And, you know, I'm glad the bank didn't give me the money. Right, because if they had, I would have went bankrupt because we underestimated the construction budget. We found some things that we didn't expect to find when we got into the deal and I wouldn't have been liquid enough to get through the thing. So fortunately we had some partners who were well capitalized and were able to get through the deal. And I think everybody's gonna make a little bit of money here in the next few months. But you know, we did that and I was fortunate enough to buy that from a brokerage company. And so they always do the press release and in the press release i was quoted as uh saying we're going to make this the kind of linchpin of our business taking dilapidated buildings and breathing life back into them and so that had banks calling and asking hey when are you going to refinance it have you figured out who's going to be with do you want to see what other products we have to offer what do you have in pipeline and i'm like what is a pipeline i thought that was like you just bring gas or oil there's no that means your other projects I, I got one project i don't know about a pipeline so you know we went through that and i i took advantage of that, right? Got some relationships and we came from, left Richmond, Virginia, came to Greensboro, North Carolina, been solely focused on the Greensboro market and done a few deals here and working on a development deal. That's about 120 units here, new construction, workforce housing. It's going to be amazing Uh, in an area that hasn't had any new construction in about uh, 30 years. So, you know, the, the, Trajectory over the past few years has been, you know, nothing short of extraordinary from my perspective to think about where I was when I left corporate to what we're dealing with today with you know, a project that, you know, is probably going to be somewhere between 18 and 20 million dollars when it's built out is just, you know, super exciting for me and, and I'm grateful for it because, you know, it's allowed me to speak at some of the largest conferences in the country and come on great podcasts like yours to share the story, not to brag, but to try to inspire people and show them, hey, this is possible for you. I'm just a kid who was a son of a soldier and a stay at home mom. And I wanted to be a trash man when I grew up. Right. And so to think that, you know, we're controlling a multimillion dollar real estate portfolio and Doing development deals is, you know, kind of foreign to me and beyond my wildest dreams.
0: That's awesome. And, and the development projects and any project you're working on, is that in North Carolina or are they in different spots?
1: No, it's not just in North Carolina. It's in oh, Greensboro. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's excellent. And so how is that for you to because you, you sit in North Carolina, correct?
1: I do. Yeah. OK,
0: so how is that for you to spread out amongst different parts of the country. Was it um, the ability for you to find good partners? Is that, was that the key for you or.
1: Oh, so be? yeah, I may have not have been clear. So we just buy and do deals in Greensboro, North Carolina.
0: Oh, okay. So, okay. So yeah. I am right. Okay, good. Cause there's something to be said about a local market, right? So um, and making a difference where you live is, is pretty fulfilling um, if, if, if you ask me. So that's, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned a few conferences. Can you talk about um, some of the conferences? I know you run a conference. Can you talk? I know it's not coming up yet, but it will be in the next few months. Can you can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Man, grateful for that opportunity for sure. Man, the Mid Atlantic Multifamily Investing Conference is. Intentionally designed to be the most diverse conference in the country, it's specifically focused on multifamily investing. We call it Mid-Atlantic just because we were going to have it here, but we've got speakers from all over the country that come in. And I mean, we actually had three people speak: from uh, one from England, one from Israel, and one from Barcelona, Spain. Last go around, and so you know, this time it's going to be virtual again. It's September 17th through the 19th and you know it's a 3-day extravaganza of people who are just coming to give value there is no sales pitch not for me not for any of the other speakers and the, the goal is just to get you exposed to what multifamily investing really is you know there's a lot of events that are truly marketing opportunities so that you can get sold on the big ticket program and we offer you the opportunity to Come learn at the conference and hear from people that you wouldn't hear from in other spaces just because maybe they're not as polished or refined as some people would say or they don't have a big platform and a big following so that, you know, those listeners or those supporters are going to come buy tickets to that conference. Right. It People who come to the conference usually come because they know me or they've seen somebody or on a podcast somewhere. And like, I really like that person, I identify with them, I wanna come learn. And so we put people in each phase of our four-step process, find, fun, fix and flip, so that people can get an idea of what it's actually gonna to take to run a deal. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether you're active or passive, you need to actually understand the mechanics of a deal. And I think this is a p- place and a piece of the process that people like to short circuit right? They, they just want to place capital, but they don't actually understand the things that are going to make the deal work or make the business plan work. They, they don't get that, you know, you can lie in Excel and make returns look a certain way just by changing this number or that number. And while it may only be one or two percentage points, it's a big deal, And so, you know, we don't dig in. It's not a boot camp. It is a conference. We stay pretty high level so that beginners can get it. But we also talk about some techniques and um, other tactics that, you know, sophisticated investors can actually glean some information from as well.
0: That's awesome. And I will share once it's a little bit closer, I will share a link. You just got to give me a link. I will share it with my social media platform and, and audience as well. Um, you mentioned podcasts as well uh, you run a podcast correct can you talk to us a little bit about that is that is that live or are you still, still yeah, yeah, on yeah
1: yeah we've, yeah okay. yeah? we've got a couple of podcasts in fact I would love to have you come on to um, multi-family missteps and so multi-family missteps That's tells the story of operators from around the country right and we just want people to understand what they can trip and fall on and the thought here is you know it doesn't matter that you messed up. It's all about how you fixed it, right? And we're not competing. So there's no reason for me to keep my secrets or my mess ups from you. Because if I make the mistake, why should you make the same mistake? And the better we are as operators, as a conglomerate, the better experience that our residents and our partners on the deal will always get, right? Because we're going to make money because we're making less mistakes. Um, And then we've got another podcast called Dream Catchers where we tell the story of people who've exited the matrix, Right, And just to give you the tools, tips and techniques that they use in order to make their dreams a reality. I I love going around and collecting that social proof that dreams can be real because I believe that they should.
0: hundred percent agree. Yeah, definitely going to check out both and appreciate it. How can people reach out to you, learn more about you, maybe schedule a one on one with you? What's the best way for them to do that as we wind down the show today?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'd love for the listeners to hop over to JeromeMeyers.co and there they can get all of the information about all the different things we have going on. And, you know, if we need to check in, we absolutely can check in from there.
0: Awesome. So co. I will share a link to that in the social media description as well as on iTunes. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps Jerome and Mike, get my message, get out to a larger audience. That's just the way it works. You know that. So I would appreciate that and feel free to reach out to Jerome directly. He's a great guy and has a wealth of knowledge and he really is here to help and, you know, really grow you personally and professionally. So I would definitely encourage my listeners to reach out to him at any time. So thanks again for coming on, Jerome. I really appreciate your time.
1: Anthony, thank you.